Welcome to the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, bringing you weekly discussions designed to help you grow your business and create the lifestyle you desire. Elevate your business with proven strategies from CPAs and business advisors. We discuss real-world challenges solved with actionable steps that get you real results, both in business and building the life you desire. Welcome and thank you for tuning in to episode number 62 of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast brought to you by PJS and Co. CPAs. I'm your host, Megan Spicer, and welcome to 2021, our first episode of the year. We are talking with Jamie Johnson, co-owner and CPA. Hi, Jamie. Hello. Hello. Welcome to 2021. (laughs) Yay! Hopefully, so I, <laughs> yes, we're recording this early December, but we're just putting it out there. Good thoughts, good energy that this year it's going to be great. It's going so, to be a great year. Yes. So to kick off our new year, we are talking about some common business mistakes that business owners make and how to avoid them. Just be cognizant of what these business mistakes are that you see as a virtual CFO and CPA and sitting down and doing strategic planning, doing forecasting, doing cash flow analysis, doing all these things that you do with your clients. These are the things that you see pretty regularly when you start working with new clients. So we're going to be talking through what those are and how you can avoid them moving forward. So what is our first common mistake, Jamie? I would say that people don't trust their gut. And I think that this is a common problem (laughs) personally and professionally, right? Um, Is that sometimes we go against our gut, right? And I I think our gut is there for a reason. Our conscious, uh, subconscious efforts. I feel like that's the one thing I should have went with my gut because of X. And I think it's really important that, you know, we talk about an advisory team. We've talked about that in the past and past podcasts. That's something you'll hear us say if, if you're a client of ours or potential client is, is your advisory team's really important, right? And so we always have our initial gut feeling. And I think when you throw an idea or you um, have a question or you want an honest answer and you, and you go to those people that you trust, and I wouldn't go to everybody, obviously, but, you know, getting a, getting a feel for whether you're kind of off or on, or, you know what, I didn't think about that. They may give you a different perspective, but I think that that gut at the end of the day, after you've, done your discovery on, you know, whatever it is you're trying to decide to do and all that, it's really important to still go back and trust your gut because it's there for a reason. And it's really easy to do what everybody else says because you think maybe I'm off, maybe I'm really off on that, but I, you know, I I don't think that I am, but you know, we doubt ourselves a lot. And I think Mm -hmm. sometimes we really have to have confidence in what we're doing and you've found out as much as you could and you make the best decision with the best information you have at that time. And part of that decision-making process is trusting, trusting your gut instincts, right? Right. When I think too, you talk about the advisory team and obviously you want people who know what they're talking about. You want a certain level of expertise, but you also need that comfort level to go to them with questions because you might not bring something up or might not question something that doesn't sound right if you don't have that comfort level and that relationship with your advisory team. 
100%. agree. And that's the thing is like being able to, you also have the gifts you have inside of you for purpose and not everybody has the same gifts. And so I think it's really important too, to know that. And that if somebody throws, you know, I have a client who's very creative and very artistic. And if she throws something off to me, I'm only going to have limited capacity to be able of what value that I can add and give to her. Now I can add on a lot of other differences, but if she's got an idea now, if it's a business idea from a practical perspective, I can give her input. Okay. But she's the visionary. Mm -hmm. I'm probably not going to bring the same visionary that she's going to bring. So she's going to have to know that. And you kind of have to know your advisory team's thresholds, right? So I think you have to know that too. I think you have to trust. I think you have to know, and that develops that, that relationship and that communication is that we're efficient in that, that communication and how we're communicating and what, what we're needing from them and what we're expecting from them as an advisory team. And it's not just to, you know, lend a, lend a, lend an ear, right. But it's to, to give guidance and to, to add value where we can, right. To enhance that business. And that's, that's a really important attribute to the growth that, that you're going to experience as a, as, as a business owner, right. And if you want the value, you're going to have to be able to communicate and the rapport that takes time to build that and to know that communication and understand that perspective. Right. All right. So what is common mistake number two? Business structure. (laughs) Um, So don't fall asleep on us here. Okay. Um, (laughs) There's a business side, there's a legal side, and then there is a tax side of business structure, which all have to work together. And you may have two pluses and a negative um, with those components and as to how that works and everything. You also may have, you know, all positives. You might have, you know, and when I say that, I mean like, well, legally it's good and tax it's good, but from a business perspective, it's not good. Um, And you say, give me an example of that. What does that mean? So partnerships, partnerships are the stickiest, stickiest business entity that you can, right? And so, but there's a lot of people that, hey, two people, three people, four people have great idea and they all go into business together. Tax law and business partnerships are, is incredibly complex. I mean, incredibly. Um, There's different types of partnerships. There's general partnerships, there's limited partnerships. And then you can also get into, from a tax perspective, be considered a partnership. So there's what, and I say all that not to make your head spin, but to understand that there are multiple layers. And then from a legal perspective, for instance, if you have a limited partnership, you have a limited partner in which their liability is shielded, but then you also have a general partner. And there's obviously a lot more caveats to that formation and everything, but maybe there's a better way to be organized, a better way in which that you want to set things up. You want to make sure that you're really well-rounded in your business structure. Um, You know, S corporation status is kind of like all the rage, right? And there's multiple ways in which that you can get S corporation status from a taxation perspective. There's also some bright white line rules with S corporations. And it's one of those things that once you elect it, you're tied into it, right? And if you get your status, if you revoke your status and pull it back, 
you actually cannot reelect for five years. So it's really important to have, once again, we kind of go back to that advisory team, right? It's important to really talk through that and make sure that that is the best business structure um, for your entity now and going forward and what you see in the future and everything. So I I think not too many people are asleep now. (laughs) No, I, I think it's important to understand. I like how you broke it down into three different distinct areas that matter when it comes to considering business structure, because when I think, at least my brain, when I think of business structure, it goes immediately to legal protection. Like that's the reason why I would want that, right? To protect my personal assets, like from the business courses that I've taken, that's what comes to mind, top of mind. But the tax implications obviously are going to be important. Can you explain a little bit more about what you mean? I think, you know, legal and tax are pretty self-explanatory, but when it comes to business, the business side of that trifecta that you laid out, what does that mean? Yeah. Um, so the business side of it. So for instance, I'm going to, I'm going to go back to partnerships because partnerships are kind of, like I said, it's kind of one of the stickiest areas. Partnerships are also one of those areas that can like be really great. Like when you have that idea and things are going well, but when things aren't going well, (laughs) what does your partnership agreement say? What does like our, you know, like what happens? What if, you know, two people have signing on the account and you don't have proper internal controls and one partner liquidates, what's your partnership agreement say? Like, are you going to go to arbitration? Are you, and I know this kind of gets a little specific, But, you know, there's a lot of things from a business perspective, you have to, from a legal perspective and from a tax perspective, um, that you all have to think about from, it's when things are not going well, right? You have the conversations when things are going well for the times that they're not going well, because who makes good decisions when things aren't going well? You can't depend on everybody to make the best decision for the entity as a whole when they are negatively personally being affected. You mm-hmm. get emotion, you get, you get a lot of other pieces. Whereas if you say at the beginning, you know what, guys, I think this is fair. You know, you want to make sure that that business structure, that tax structure, that legal structure, that all parties understand the risks, understand the benefits, understand what they want that to look like should something happen. When it's in black and white, nobody has to make that call because the decision has already been decided a long time ago. So um, it's really important for those organizational docs to be really tight. And it's also, but it's also important for that structure to be tight and for there to be clear transparency um, for what is going on and and how that business operates and then the purpose and the ownership structure, all that. So, Okay. No, that gives a better idea on the business side. It's just, you know, it's, it's a very general statement when you throw out, you know, legal tax. Okay, I got that. But business also. So it gives a better understanding. Just to know and have that in mind as you're setting it up, because that's what leads to these business mistakes is not knowing what you don't know. So even just having that little bit of framework to move forward with, and be able to ask those questions from your lawyer, from your CPA, from, you know, as you're putting your business structure together and be aware that that's even involved in a business structure, I think is helpful for, for listeners. So, well, and I would say that everything you do is an investment, right? 
And, you know, sometimes people get consumed with the now and having a conversation, even between your CPA, between your lawyer and yourself um, or your partners or whoever, I know that like in your mind, like that feels expensive. It feels possibly unneeded, but for everybody to be on the same page, you know, and let's just say at the end of the day, let's just say that bill was $4,000. Okay. If you set up wrong and you just go with it, even if you don't have the proper legal work, even if you don't have all of your documents in line and everything, I mean, do you know how quickly that could cost you more than $4,000 in the coming year, let alone the mental stress, the emotional toll, the everything. So you have to look at it and go, okay, that's worth that investment to have that consultation, that peace of mind that, you know, we've went, we've, we've set up how we needed to set up. And I just, I use 4,000 just because I'm just trying to throw out a number. Right. You know, Everybody wants all the answers for $500 and I'm just going to be, yeah. that, that doesn't exist guys. And yeah. if it does go get a second opinion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and that, that's the, the next common mistake that you see is, kind of being more short-sighted and not putting that investment in that needs to happen, whether it's monetary or putting in the time to learn more about whatever the decision is, it's going to take an investment of some kind. Exactly. It is, it is very short-sighted on when people look at what they're doing for their business just as a whole and what the risk and reward is. And I think there's definitely like a cost benefit analysis um, that yes, has to be done. Uh, You know, for example, you know, the way that we service accounts is, is definitely more of a meaty, heftier service. And if I'm going to go look at industry statistics to your business and to understand the differences, understand where improvement needs made, that takes time. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of knowledge and it takes a certain expertise um, to understand that. And it doesn't happen for $500 a month. <laughs> so, um, you know, what people are willing, but that might not be something that, for instance, that somebody's ready for, their business is ready for, they're not there yet, which is fine. I think that that's, I think we all have different phases within our, our businesses, but it, it is, uh, there's a lot of times that people just want to put in bare minimum, but they want the golden return, right? And and there has to be that balance. And so knowing that, understanding that and and pushing that forward and and making yourself knowledgeable in knowing what what you need and to have those conversations is really important. Yeah, I can see where the the lack of investment would lead to some bigger issues down the line and it's easy to get caught up in the the cost of something at the start, right? Looking at it from the beginning, but that can ultimately lead to, if you don't put that investment in from the beginning, it can ultimately lead to more costly mistakes in the long run. So let's move on to the next mistake in business that you see. Yeah. So a lot of, I think one of the most, you know, obviously we're in common business mistakes podcast here, but I think in general, that long-term, that long-term perspective of keeping that in mind of what the long-term goal is, what, what is it that you're trying to achieve and having that? And I feel like that's something that's clearly needs to be really clearly defined. And because there's a short-term sacrifice, right? For a long-term goal, you may have, you know, depending on the results of what that short-term sacrifice is, you may be able to realize that long-term goal quicker 
or, you know, not as quick and, and everything, depending on, you know, your business, where you're at, what your situation is, it's easy to get caught up in the now. And I think that's just human nature, hundred percent. So I think you have to balance the two of the short term and the long term of understanding, you know what I mean? What the, what the short term goal is, um, or I'm sorry, the short term sacrifice, but that long term goal and, and balancing those two and, and making that push. And there's going to be adjustments along the way and everything. But I think really defining where you're going um, versus just kind of doing a Forrest Gump and running until you're done running, like there's no end to that. But it keeps everybody on the same path and it keeps everything, you know, streamlined as much as possible. So once again, no perfection. There's no perfection. There will be adjustments along the way, but understanding what the long-term goal is in your organization is going to help you set those short-term, you know, sacrifices and objectives um, to get to that long-term goal. Okay, perfect. Yeah, another understandable and easy pitfall to fall into as a business owner. You know, there's so many things to deal with on a daily basis that it's easy to just focus on the fires that need to be put out rather than focusing on that long term. So check out episode number one. It's the first episode of our entire podcast, the first of our strategic planning series, Vision and Long-Term Goals. Um, Go ahead and check that out if you have not defined your vision or want to touch base with your long-term goals. So Jamie, can you lead us into the next common mistake that you see? So I think, once again, I think a lot of this is like it's natural human emotion and expectation and kind of our common personal mistakes as well. Um, but our, our our inability to adapt to what's going on around us and kind of getting siloed and tunneled visioned in what we want to do, um, having that long-term objective. But you got to know that, like I said, you have adjustments along the way. And so by not adapting and being flexible, it doesn't mean rerouting. Okay. Let me just say that you may have to have a reroute or a detour (laughs) to get to that long-term objective, but not, not acclimating to what's going on around you. And as much as I hate to reference 2020, a lot of business owners had to reroute. They had to acclimate to the different um, areas in which that they had to adjust to um, given all of the, you know, everything (laughs) with 2020, right? So, um, and those, those businesses, and I do not say this out of lack of sensitivity to those businesses or anything like that, but if somebody was so headstrong that they were only had to do it this way and they, you know, it's going to be hard for them to survive a crisis like that. Whereas if you can be flexible, you definitely give yourself a better chance of survival. And that's not to say if a business failed or they went under, I shouldn't say, I should not have used the word fail, but if a business has, you know, you know, ended up going under during that time, it doesn't mean that they were a failure start to finish. Maybe it's just, you know, it it's what it was based on the circumstances, but being able to adapt and acclimate definitely gives yourself a whole lot uh, more ability to, to survive. When you acclimate, when you adapt, you can still meet your goal. You can still meet your objectives, but you're able to kind of be a little bit more flexible and, and meet the needs of your family, your you know, your clients, whatever it is. So. And that makes total sense too. It's so difficult 
again, being busy, being a business owner, having a personal life that you're also trying to manage, it's easy to fall into these traps. And that's why we're covering all of these today, just to start the, the year off being cognizant of common pitfalls so that we can do our best to avoid them and plan ahead knowing that these are common issues. And the last common mistake that we run across quite often, and that actually impacts all of the other ones that we've talked about, because this one will prohibit you from figuring out any of the other mistakes too, is being afraid to ask questions. So can you tell us a little bit about what you've seen when it comes to this fear of maybe not sounding intelligent or maybe, oh, I should already know what this is. I should have learned this years ago or you know, there's all kinds of thoughts that maybe creep into your head, but how do we overcome this? I think there's a couple components with being fearful of asking questions. And I think that doubt we have in ourselves and that lack of confidence, kind of to your point of, you know, we don't want to feel like an idiot asking the question, or sometimes we really don't want an answer that we don't want to hear. And I think there's Mm, kind of those two components that are, can be nuclear together. That's for sure. And so I think, you know, we've talked before about kind of, kind of making peace with, you know, trusting your gut, having people around you, sounding boards, advisory team, all these things are really super important. And, but that asking questions and what's going to take you to the next level those are uncomfortable questions. Uh, making hard decisions are—it's uncomfortable. It's not—it's not what comfortable. It's not what's comfortable to us that makes us successful. But it's our willingness to be uncomfortable with with being purposeful, right? So mm-hmm. I think for us, you know, uh, being willing to ask those questions and not and getting an answer that you maybe you don't like, or you, you know, maybe you need to think about a little bit more. And, you know, if you just react in a way to everything that's going on in your business or a conversation you had, and you just react and you react so quickly versus taking a step back and giving yourself a chance to really process that. I think when you're fearful and you're willing to be bold enough to take a step, if you get an answer you don't like, I think you step back and really reflect on that. And once you really think about that from an all-encompassing perspective, because sometimes we hear things, but it's the approach, I guess, uh, more than anything else. And I think this goes for both sides. So when somebody's asking you a question and you have to give a really hard answer, so it's not just you asking the questions, but think about it from both perspectives and the approach that's being taken versus like attack, 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 Versus, hey, let me just, let me pose it to you this way. Why don't you think about this? I know this is a lot to, to process in your mind, but let's just, let's think through mm-hmm. this. And when you have, when intentions are good and it's coming from the right place, and when you have good sounding boards around you, that approach might not be spot on every time, but the intention is good. And you can mm-hmm. give credit to that and you can give grace to that, but you can give grace that back to yourself more so than just we're really bad as business owners, sometimes giving ourselves grace and saying, you know what? Hey, it's all right. Don't worry about it. Buck up and move on. So I think it's important to be the more honest that you are, 
the more at peace, the more efficient you can be. But it all comes from that place of of trust and building that rapport and that respect um, for yourself, but for your advisory team around you. And it's not that everybody has to see eye to eye all the time, but the willingness to be asked hard questions. And maybe you say, I can't give an answer to that right now. The thing is, is every question that's asked doesn't mean there has to be an answer at that very moment. Maybe that needs to be processed and thought through. So I think, but the, but the willingness, I think if you're, if you're willing to be asked hard questions and you're willing to ask hard questions, I think there's a mutual respect that's developed when both parties are reciprocal of that. And that's, that's where really, that's where value is transferred in and out of us. Right. And that's what makes us better, better business owners, better people, our way or the highway. I mean, it just didn't make that many. There might be a few people in history that it made, but usually there's somebody along the way that they'll say influence them or that, you know, help them and, mm-hmm. or gave them a shot when nobody else would. Or, you know, there's somebody along the way that was willing to do that for them. And I think that's a huge component of that transfer of value, that transfer of knowledge um, is when that road runs both ways. Yeah, perfect. I'm hopeful that talking about these and just discussing them head on is helpful for our listeners because they're things that we see over and over again in our clients when we start working with them or we're able to help them overcome or even people that we're just talking to that are potentially coming to us with an issue. You know, it's just common things that we're seeing. And so we wanted to kick the year off with addressing those and helping you avoid those pitfalls as a business owner. So in the next episode, we are also going to be discussing inaction and how that can cost you because looking at mistakes and that fear and dread can kick in and can cause you to just kind of be deer in the headlights, which is also not good. Uh, So we want to address that with you as well as we kick this year off and just really make sure that we're helping you see those lying ahead, avoid them and take action, you know, make those decisions that you need to. So we look forward to bringing bringing you that episode next time. And in order to not miss that, we encourage you to hit that subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. You'll get a notification on your phone. Keep that momentum going and we'll see you next time. This has been another episode of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please subscribe, rate, and review. Gain access to additional free resources and learning opportunities by visiting pjscpas.com forward slash podcast.